Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to the Home Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. On today's episode of the Home Hour, we're talking about how we're best friends and how we're married to other people who are not our best friends. We're talking about why a best friend and a husband are totally different and why it's so important to have both. Plus, football versus hot yoga, secret affairs that never really happened, and why Graham has legal authority to pull the plug on Kirsten. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome everyone to The Home Hour. Today on The Home Hour, we're going to be talking about our best friend and the person we're married to and how they're not the same people. (laughs) I like this concept. Yes, because I think it's pretty clear that you are my best friend. And so... And it's also pretty clear that you are not my spouse. Yes. But if you're a new listener, these might all be new fun facts for you. So Graham's my best friend, not my husband. She's not right. a man. We should start there too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so many, just, so many disclosures in the beginning. Yeah, right? so many things we have to clear up. Um, but I think you kind of came up with this idea for a conversation, and I had never really thought deeply about it. But I think you had, you've been to a class, or you've been reading some articles on it about why it's actually not a good thing to marry your best friend. I feel like you hear so many people say that, like, I'm so in love. I'm married to my best friend ever. Um, well, wait, even there, I'm going to stop you because it's not about I'm so in love. I'm married to my best friend. It's about this whole idea. Okay, so let me, let's back up here. Let's back up here. So I'm in this kind of weekly group. It's kind of like a Bible study, but it's it's different than that. But anyway, once we, we go through just random part of it is we just go through these random articles that are just like secular mm-hmm. articles. It's not about the Bible study, but we just look at them and we talk about them. And so um, on all topics, I mean, yesterday it was teens and smartphones, so all sorts of things. But this one was just such an interesting title and it was called, I Didn't Marry My Best Friend. And it's by Kate Shelnut. And I will link to it in the show notes. Um, but basically, she's just talking about how constantly on Instagram or Facebook, it's always, you know, um, Today I celebrate 10 years being married to my best friend or, you know, mm-hmm. I can't wait for this weekend to marry my best friend. And there's sort of this idea really? of <laughs> I've never had Harrison shave my legs, but I would ask <laughs> you to help me. Like if I was in a bind, I would seriously ask you to help me and I would have, would not think twice about it. And, and yet, by the I way, wouldn't... let's just be honest. That's the PG version of weird things. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's the thing. I mean, anyone out there listening. Like, I kind of want to talk about it. I still have PTSD from so many of the weird things you've asked me to do. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's okay. We're, we're, we're already kind of digressing and talking about things, but yeah, you told me just to like grip it and rip it and be casual chatting with you. And the truth is, is like, I think in college I did let you like pop my zits if I need, you know, those totally. kind of things, but never well, although, in a well. million years would I ask my husband to do that. And to me, that's what you have a best friend for. A best friend is the person that like when you are bathing suit shopping, you say, oh, like I'm so upset. Like, look at all this cellulite on the back of my legs. And your friend says, what are you talking about? You look amazing. Like, don't worry about it. But I wouldn't point any of that out to my husband. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. I kind of like have to, I keep that mystery. Like, you know, you know, have you ever been like getting ready in the bathroom and they like come in and you kind of just turn to a different angle? <laughs> 
totally. <laughs> do you do that? You know, like. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and like, who are we kidding? Like, this is the person who has seen me at my absolute most horrific, worst, darkest, you know, all right. the things. But yeah. like, at least we're still trying. At least we're pretending, we, you know? We do need to be fair, though, Kirsten, because maybe we're just a little more, like, as one of your friends said, stuffy muffy than we like to think. Because, I mean, there are many people who, you know, husbands take an active role in, like, childbirth and all those kind of things. And I think, I mean, we're kind of talking about the messier side of life and friendship, et cetera. But that was not how it was for us. Um, you know, I basically, Harrison stood up by my head and held my hand and I didn't look at anything and he didn't look at anything. So maybe that's just like, we do need to go into this admitting that maybe we're more kind of. Yeah. Well, before. I can't even relate to that since I had three C-sections and my husband is not a surgeon. So yeah, he was not an active part in the birth. Thank goodness. But, uh, right. But, but no, many, he, but there are many he saw more than anyone should see. I mean, I was like, take a video. I want to see what my, my guts oh my look God. like. Wait, did you was, really do that? No, he's like, no. He looked at me horrified. But, but here's the <laughs> thing. You would have. Oh, I totally would have. And right. Exactly. Exactly. And I wouldn't have thought twice about it. You know? Oh, can we talk about something that's very weird, which I don't even know sure. if it's part of this conversation, but it kind of is. Okay. When we were doing like our wills and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, who gets our kids when we die? You know, what happens yeah. if I go into um, like a coma and I can't get out and all that stuff? And I made you my person that would pull the plug. Did you? Okay, honestly, like we might need to just stop that. Hey, why didn't you tell me? Because it's a very important role. <laughs> I didn't also... tell you because everyone said you can't do that. But I I'm thought, I thought player. one, oh. Boots was too involved. Like that was the problem. Like it's going to affect him too much. Graham's going to be able to make a rational decision about this. Oh, that is the sweetest thing. I think you're, I think you're second in command to get my kids. Well, I think well I gave so that's first, the other yeah. thing is like, if I were to go you would not get my kids. So I also know you wouldn't keep me on life support endlessly just so you wouldn't have to raise my three very loud children. There were so many, <laughs> there were so many things behind that. But, um, <sighs> but, but anyway, That's I think uh, to, to make this, to make this kind of serious, there's some real legit reasons why you, why you shouldn't, according to this article and you know, who knows, maybe this person's crazy. Maybe you totally yeah, like, should marry it. your best friend, but, but it made some good points and it made some good um, conversation. And I think you and I should have a good conversation about this. But one of the, one of the reasons why she stated this was a bad idea is because it kind of sets this, this situation up where one person sort of meets all your needs. You know what I mean? If you've labeled someone as being your best friend and your spouse and your co-parent and your roommate, it's like, mm -hmm. it's a lot of things, you know? Um, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. And that it's sort of like, you gotta sometimes have, you know, you gotta have another, another person who's like your other person, mm -hmm. you know? But what if people listening don't have that right now? Because for whatever reason, I mean, I just think about some people, I, f I feel like you and I are really, I mean, I'm not trying to be that person. It sounds like we are. We're very lucky. I mean, truly, like I have one like sole best friend and that is you. I mean, I have many other best, great. But are great we that lucky? Because you live in Birmingham. That's not that lucky for me who lives in I'd Phoenix. probably hate you if I saw you every day, but, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, I have never had a friend I've been as close with as you. And I think that's just a unique relationship. Um, you know, and I think there are many people, though, and that's just an interesting conversation, too, is to kind of think about the depth of friendships. Right. I mean, I would say if I put all my friendships on a scale from one to ten, you know, and had to rank everyone where they stood, you know, I probably have a lot of sixes. Um, 
you know, which is a nice, good, solid relationship, like people whom I enjoy their company. Um, see, for me, again, always putting everything on a scale, you know, like you're probably a 10, you know, because I would yes. let you like give me a bikini wax and I'm going to pull the plug when you die. I mean, those those, you know, those are, you could those, are my, the, those are the factors. Those are the proxies to me. Right. Like I, I really believe that if I, you know, had some serious medical illness, like you could, I was, I think I forgot what it was. I was talking to Harrison the other night and it was, oh, I, I was sharing something that was like very personal probably. And I won't even go over it on the airwaves. And he looked at me and he goes, that's disgusting. Please stop talking <laughs> about that. Right. He's like, I don't like to hear about that kind of stuff. And you, anyone listening, you could probably just imagine what we were chatting about, just something gross. And I was, I was like, okay, I respect that. But it, like it sent a shockwave through my body because I thought, you know, the truth is, is like I'm self-sufficient right now. I'm not sick. But the truth is, is what if it hits the fan and you have to, you know, be there for me? And I said that to him. I was angry. I was honestly upset. And he said, when that time comes, you know that I'm there for you 100 percent. Like I'll rise to the occasion and we'll figure it out. I just don't want to hear about it, you know, in polite conversation. <laughs> And I know your husband, he would be there for you. But I think we're also, we're sort of focusing right now on like, you said cellulite and childbirth, but like, I think it's more than that. I did, um, I did in another group, I mean, we studied the Brene Brown book, which I'm going to forget the name of, but the one on vulnerability, that's like the one, you know, Um, gosh, what is it, Graham? It's slipping my, it's slipping my mind, but her big one. Um, mm. after the TED Talk on vulnerability. But if you know anything about Brene Brown, you know that that's one of her big things. But we sort of talked about it and there are levels of vulnerability, right? Like if you're vulnerable with everyone, if you just get out there and tell everyone all of your most embarrassing, vulnerable things, that's sort of creepy. And that probably means you're either hiding something, you know, there's like, you're being too vulnerable. You're opening yourself up too much. But then you have to have people you will be vulnerable with, right? And then I think there are those one or two people that are like your very, very best friends, whether it's a sister, whether it's a someone, you know, you see every day or someone who's been a lifelong best friend like you, you know, those are your people you're super vulnerable with. And, and I also found that like my husband obviously is someone I'm extremely vulnerable with. But not in all things. And I mm-hmm. think part of it is because like with you, like it's almost like my analogy was if you buy a house, you've really got a lot of stake in that neighborhood. Like you are hoping they do not mm-hmm. tear down the house next door to you and build um, a circle K because like you hope <laughs> they build a beautiful house. You know, you hope that neighborhood becomes, uh, you know, more desirable because you have just put your life savings, your biggest purchase you'll probably ever make into this house, right? Mm-hmm. You've really got to hope that the market doesn't tank in that neighborhood. And mm-hmm. I feel like with marriage, it's a little bit like, like he bought this house. Like, you know, I don't want him to know that like, you know, that house next door is kind of falling apart. Like I want him to still think that it's like he bought right. Does that make sense? Even though yeah, I'm the totally, element of mystery. Okay. This is another even though I'm probably. totally born with him. And like, he wouldn't, he, and this makes my husband, I mean, sound like I'm almost scared of my husband, which is totally, totally not no, the case. Again, as your best friend, I know what you're saying. I completely right. understand. It's like, there's a weird analogy, but like, you know, I feel like I get dressed now more in private than I even used to when we were like maybe dating or living together before we got married or whatever it was, because I think it takes like a little more effort and work and time to like fix myself up these days. And so, you know, it's, it's, I guess when I was, you know, 22, I wasn't even thinking about it, you know, just throwing on my clothes and leaving the house or whatever it was. But now I kind of have my makeup and everything in a separate area. 
because I don't want him to see all the work that it takes <laughs> to, to get ready. Right. I kind of do that a little bit too, but then 99% of the time I'm like hair in a messy bed wearing like workout clothes with stains on them. So I don't know who I'm fooling. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes both ways. It certainly goes both ways. But every now and then I want to just give that impression of like, oh, look at the beauty that just appeared before you, you know, <laughs> so don't, don't pay attention to the 45 minutes that it took or two hours that it took to like pull this off. The point of it, though, isn't about like the vulnerability, because I think like I think you're still supposed to be vulnerable for your husband. I think you're still supposed to show your husband your worst sides of you for sure. I mean, yes, you still need to kind of like be a little bit mysterious or whatever. But I think the point is more like if you try to make your husband your best friend. Then you're putting all your eggs in one basket. You're putting all your eggs in a basket and you're cheating yourself of some really rich relationships. Right. And that's, and yeah, and that's another thing is some, and I do have friends who you can just tell, I mean, they're, you know, very, very, very focused on their husband and their relationship with their husband. And actually, you know, sometimes you can be very jealous of that. Cause I do think I've also seen the opposite here where it, to an extent, I've never seen a more segregated society where there's tons of girls weekends and girls nights out. And maybe that's just the stage we're in because someone has to stay home with the kids. But I feel like girls and guys are more separate now than they've ever been. See, and I can't stand that. I know this is kind of off the topic, but I cannot stand at a dinner party or like going out to dinner when they do like, let's do girls on one side and boys on the other. I know. Well, so we've started. Oh, don't it, you it, hate it frustra- that? Yeah. And it frustrates the, like the heck out of Harrison too. Um, you know, it does see the thing is it doesn't frustrate me because the truth is, is sometimes I just like to hear what the girls are up to because I like to catch up with them. However, whenever we make the adult decision to sit boy, girl, boy, girl, as one is supposed to do, I always end up having the most pleasant time and I leave and I think, wow, like guys are really, I, this sounds crazy, but because I'm not surrounded by men all day, I leave and I've had these really interesting, refreshing conversations. And I always just, and I feel like the table kind of comes together and there's a lot more jokes and the, the night always goes better whenever we sit boy, girl, boy, girl. Well, I feel like men and women are different and, you know, they have different perspectives. A lot of times they're doing different work. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a lot of friends who are staying at home and like, I feel like I do have, I do have a lot of friends who, who work as well, but I mean, I have a lot of friends who like, I feel like we have the same conversations because we're doing the same things. And I just feel like it's more interesting when you're like mixing up with different perspectives. And like, I also think it's really funny to watch other husbands and wives interact. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if somebody's telling a story, like we very quickly like progressed into, you know, those couples that when Harry met Sally, where they're like, no, it was 1914. No, it was 1916. And they're like, you know, like, I feel like we're almost there, you know, and it's fun to watch that. So I like that. I like that. And I also like you were telling me earlier before we started taping about just how, um, you know, there needs to be a balance in in a relationship, I think, in a strong marriage. Um, And I've always had this kind of saying that like two two strongs don't make a right or kind of the concept of yin and yang. Right. Like Uh I'm clearly the very like pushy person in my relationship. And I think, you know. Harrison is just very like, he's a good listener and he thinks before he speaks and he has a lot of good qualities. Where you just, just turn on like, that microphone and go. I just go. I don't even outline. <laughs> I just talk. You know, I'm a loose cannon. But at the same point in time, I think it works well together because he kind of can help regulate me. And then at times, you know, I can say to him things like, you know, what that, you know, you, you let that go. Like, how did you let that go and not pick a fight? And, you know, and, and I think we've been able to kind of teach each other a lot. Um, but I think if we were 
both kind of bombastic out there, really strong kind of in your face people that it probably wouldn't go so well because we'd probably be at each other's throats all the time. Well, it's the 10 point thing. Like if I told you the 10 point thing. No. Okay. This 10 point thing. I swear I've told you this. This is so, this is so great. Okay. So basically you have like 10 points in marriage and you're just constantly passing back and forth the points. So like if one of you is a saver, then you're taking, if one of you is a spender, then you're taking all the spending points and somebody has to be the saver. So they're left with like the three, the three points they can only spend on the basics. If some, if one of you is the talker, then the other one only has like one or two points left for talking. If one of you is the confrontational, I'm going to bring up everything we need to discuss. Then the mm-hmm. other person's like that. I'm just going to let it go. Okay. And so, so far always... I'm the talker, the spender and the <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking about my nice husband, and he's not getting many points. He has no points. He's no having point. to be the saver, the the peacemaker. <laughs> oh, your sweet husband. You provide the entertainment, though, Graham. You're the entertainer. There's a. <laughs> Um, but it's good. And she also, and this was coming from a woman who was a little bit older than us. And she was telling me too, that it like changes, you know, that, 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 that point shale, point scale shifts. So I thought that was hmm. super interesting though. Um, I like that concept. Okay. But Graham, I think, um, it's about time for us to take a quick little break and introduce our listeners to our sponsor today. Yeah, thanks, Care.com. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. So that could be anyone and everyone in your family. And what I think Kirsten and I probably resonate most with is the fact that care.com helps you find that help that one might need with housekeeping. You can find sitters, nannies, dog walkers, senior care tutors, errand runners, any kind of help or assistance you might need. Although Kirsten and I are really, really keen on a little help cleaning up around the house. Exactly. After a long day, the last thing we want to do is clean our houses, like many people. So Care.com is a great way to find someone to help you with that. And maybe it's you who doesn't need help. Maybe it's your mom or dad or a friend who just moved into a new home or new apartment. Or maybe it's just for a stage in life, like a new baby or um, maybe a new pet. Uh, I can absolutely relate to that. Or, you know, we've also talked a lot about this show, um, a lot on the show about about having house guests, about throwing parties, maybe just someone to come in and help you get ready, do some meal prep. Maybe they're doing the laundry so you can do all the other things you need to do to get ready for house guests or a party or something like that. Um, you know, that would be great. Whether it's a one-time thing or ongoing service, care.com is a great place to find someone. And it may be a lot less than you think. Um, housekeeper rates are starting at just $19 an hour. So go ahead. Um, we have an offer for our listeners that we want to tell you about. Yeah, it's a great offer. It's kind of a no-brainer. Again, thank you, care.com. So it's basically just go to care.com forward slash the home hour, the home hour. So care.com forward slash the home hour. And basically you'll get 30% off a premium membership so you can start finding someone to help you with those tours around the house I'm kind of already thinking about my house I've like been looking at the garage and it's got leaves and it just the baseboards need to be wiped down and everything needs to be organized and the truth is is like it's not something that um I have found time to do. I just keep looking at it. And it's the type of thing where if I could just bring someone in for two hours, I could even work alongside them and we could just knock this bad boy out. It would be completely worth it. So I think that that is like a great use for care.com and the services they offer. So thank you again, care.com for any of those interested 30% off a premium membership care.com forward slash the home hour. 
Okay, so the other thing that we need to talk about with this I didn't marry my best friend thing is that it's kind of like you only have time for so many friends. I don't know, maybe this is the wrong way to phrase this, but like if your husband's your best friend, then you're not out making new best friends and you're cheating yourself from so many things like perspective. Mm hmm. You know, like if you and your husband are best friends and that's your whole thing in your team, which you should be. These, this is wrong. Like these are all good things. We're not knocking marriage. We're not right. knocking being friends. We're not denigrating them. We're just with your husband or being close with your husband or spending time with your husband. But, um, you know, if you just you start to kind of get almost like it's almost like, hey, you need a personal trainer to tell you like, oh, yeah, those sit ups. Not that I have a personal trainer, but if in theory, my personal trainer would tell me how cruddy my workout is like you kind of need that that other perspective that fresh outside perspective well i mean i think we always probably need to be seeking the perspectives of outsiders and those not in well you know how they say you know like when the wife gets pregnant the husband usually puts on like 10 to 15 baby pounds it's just because i think when you're around um you know when you're around the same person you you kind of get into the same habits and the same grooves and it's just good to it's good to have an escape and I don't think people. I don't think people think the sh the show that we're presenting today is about like, oh, it's good to have friends. I think the concept is, what, what is really meant behind it when people say I married my best friend, and is that a, is that just a saying like saying I'm blessed? I mean, do people really think that they're blessed all the time? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, but I don't. I don't really ever think of my spouse as my best friend. I think of him as my true partner, like a business like partner that. in many ways. I like that. Is, well, except that, that I'm your business partner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's true. No, but I mean, I think of him as someone who I see in a romantic aspect. But then the other thing is, is like, we're a team. We're a company in many ways, shape or form. You know, we have a goal. It's to get through the end of life together. Um, it's to raise competent children. It's to not go bankrupt. I mean, you know, I mean, there's, yeah. there's an element of gamesmanship to marriage. Yeah. Yeah. To not, like, and be at each other's throats to make time for each other pleasant. Yeah. But yeah. To it. help each other achieve our dreams. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't feel like the need to help you achieve your dreams. Again, as your business partner, I'm not comfortable with all this. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Touche, touche. Mm -hmm. All right, so I want to actually talk about a New York Times article that I loved. And it was, it came out on October 12th of 2017. But the article was actually titled, Should Wait, Your Wait, ironically, this is my anniversary, October 12th, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, this is called, you know, should your spouse be your best friend? Okay. And um, what they discovered was some just some really interesting factors to think about. First of all, is like this is a completely Western construct. I think people maybe in Eastern cultures who are listening to this are probably laughing at us because they don't, for the most part, and I don't want to overgeneralize, but they don't even look at um, spousal relationships in that term. Like th this is a Western concept. And of course I feel like we just try to put so much into everything, right? Like we try to maybe in the West make things more than they are and blow them up that this is just yet another example. Um, but while they're saying that while the effects of real friends on your well-being is important for everyone, they're less so for married people than for singles. So that's how we got the idea that marriage is a kind of super friendship. Um, but what they found was that for men, men who thought this was a study that was done um, 
in England, and it basically said that men who think that their wives are their best friends actually do a lot better. And that's because men typically tend to have less close friends. They said they have less, fewer friends. So we go ahead and make new friends, keep old friends, cultivate really good deep friendships, but pretend our husbands are our best friends when they're listening. Yes, basically. Let them think that they're our best friends. I'm assuming, by the way, we just sort of made the assumption that your friends would be women. Mm, Okay, that's fascinating because I don't have friends that are men. No, either do I. But like, I think that that's, I mean, I've like, I'm friends with my husband. How many, maybe how many people out there listening? I'm sure you, I'm sure many people do. I think we're the odd men out, Kirsten. I think think we're the odd women out. Yeah, I think, I think women out there have friends who are men. Who aren't coworkers. Right. I mean, it it depends. Like, how did you make, how did you make these male friendships? Yeah, I'm actually really curious. I mean, we have friends that like we're couple friends with and like, you know, I've, some of my, you know, friends have really fun, awesome husbands. So I think their husbands are fabulous, but like, I'm not going to be like, Hey, let's go grab lunch. Like, you know what I mean? I I think that would be very weird. I mean, I don't think I could do that. I I mean, I mean, I could do it obviously, but I have had lunch. Wait, I I have had lunch with one of my friend's husbands, but it was like a work thing. It was totally, you know, it wasn't like we just were like, Hey, what are you up to? Like we haven't, we haven't caught up in a while. Like, you know, I mean, I think that would be weird. Um, but anyway, and I think I'm so like, I have such a, I feel such a bond toward women. Like I don't want to be the woman who would ever make another woman feel uncomfortable. You know, that I was like going after their husband or some, something along those lines. I won't even accept Facebook requests from men. Now I'm starting to sound really kooky, but if someone's husband like sends me a friend request, it always kind of creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't do it. Oh, no, I think that's totally fine. I think that's fine. But like, yeah, it would be, but I do think it would be if I was like, you know, hey, I'm coming to town. I'm just going to call Harrison and grab lunch. It would just be very weird. Like, why would I call him? Okay, but here, your husband and I totally had phone conversations and emails. Yeah, but they're all surrounding like, hey, she's turning 30. What should we do? Right. You know, yeah, they're not, he's not just calling to like catch up with me and find out how the kids are. Those are, you know, those are secret things for your benefit. Yeah. Um, Well, that's like, I actually remember a story my mom telling me of, um, we had these sweet elderly neighbors across the street um, when we were growing up. And basically, um, you know, the husband was going out, basically the wife caught him at a secret lunch um, with her best friend, Um, you know, and they were out dining and like, she caught him, she busted him. She busted into the restaurant, you know, like guns blazing. And they were out planning, you know, her surprise 70th birthday party. Um, and it was okay. really sweet, but okay, it was wait, such a there's, rarity. You were leading me up to two things. So one, I was going to say that I, I think that it's, as we're talking about this, like we're saying that your friendships are women. And I think that's, that's a whole nother part of it too, is like, if your husband is your best friend, you miss that female perspective. And I think that's, that's your thing. Like, like my husband is clearly someone who I have really deep, important conversations with about like everything in life. We talk about business, we talk about spirituality, we talk about, you know, physical health, we talk about our goals. I mean, there's a million things. It's not like we just like, I just see him and, you know, cook him dinner and look pretty. Like that is not like our relationship is very deep and dynamic for sure. But like, sometimes like I'll say things to him and it's just like, he's never gonna get it because he's not a woman. Like he's not a mom. And like a lot of the things I want to do, like he'll do them to be nice with me. But you know, his idea of like an amazing, you know, he has no desire to like, 
go grab, oh, for example, the other day we were going by this place and it was called Cold Beer and Cheeseburgers. That's the name of the restaurant. He's like, you know what I would do today if you were a guy? I'd say, let's go get a cold beer and cheeseburger and then maybe we watch a game and just see what happens with the rest of the day. Maybe we go on a bike ride. And I'm like, well, if you were a girl, we'd go, there was a hot yoga studio right next door. I'm like, we'd go try some hot yoga. Then we'd go to the juice bar and then see that antique store across the street. Everybody's talking about it. And we both are just like, okay, well, agree to disagree. Like, we like, just went to the jump place with our kids. But, like, I think that's the other thing. It's like, I'm not going to make him constantly, like, you know, peruse home goods with me and, like, debate, like... Peruse the, Steinmart. You know, peruse Steinmart. <laughs> Whereas, like, you and I will have, like, four-hour conversations about some of these things. <laughs> well, okay, great case in point, too. And I think this comes from a young age. So yesterday, I took the boys to get, like, summer shoes, you know, because it's time for flip-flops and sandals. And our we, we tear through sneakers, like, at a really fast pace. And basically... The scene that we caused in the shoe store, I mean, would have you would have thought like I was giving them flu shots in their eyeballs and I was asking them to sit. I mean, they were crying. I don't understand why they were tears in buying summer shoes. And so I called, um, you know, Harrison afterward and I said, that was horrible. It was upsetting. Like, yeah, we got two pairs of shoes, but I, I mean, it cost me like a lot of sanity. And he goes, you know, guys hate that. I remember hating shoe shopping when I was little. Like, that's a terrible event. And we would have loved that. We would have spent all day doing that. Right. I loved shoe shopping when I was a little girl. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's obviously like these are a little bit surfacy. Like, not all women love to antique. Not all women love to go to hot yoga. In fact, I actually hate to go to hot yoga. But I still would want to check it out. Like, it's still right. fascinating to, it's to try it. Check out. But oh, how about this? I wouldn't want to sit around watching a football game all day long and not talking because that's what boys do. I've seen them do it. I know. I've seen them do it, too. Luckily, my husband actually would not want to do that either. But I mean, I'm talking even more about like the the, the things like. Like the Penelope Trunk thing, right? Like how often would we talk about like, gosh, that was a really good point. Gosh, that was really unfair. Gosh, is this part true? Because if it is, then I'm struggling with this and this and this. And, you know, and like what, I mean, our deep, conver and our deep conversations are so different because our just, the world is so different for us. And like their world is different too. Like they have different pressures that they talk about that we don't know about either. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. I feel like if you didn't have a woman that you could go to to say, like, as a woman, I'm really struggling with this. OK, so maybe but now here's, the, here's the next question, though, because maybe there are people listening, because I do feel like there can be a friendship vacuum around our age, especially with little children um, and anyone listening. I hope you do feel friendship with me and Kirsten when you listen to our show, because yeah. while we're not talking directly with you, we definitely consider you to be part of this silly conversation that we have, um, that we enjoy. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I, I think it can be very lonely sometimes and you know, you're right. I mean, you're halfway across the country. Like sometimes I, I do wish like you could just be here and I could sit and have a glass of wine with you or, you know, we could chat in person. Um, you know, it's important to make friends near you. Well, I think the moral of today's story is, you know, wherever you're getting fed from, whatever your friendship food is, um, probably a good thing across the board. But what? as the research shows, go outside of your house. <laughs> Don't put all that pressure on your husband in your marriage. Go um, knocking on that's hard. Marriage is hard enough. Get some good friends to give you perspective <laughs> and to go to home goods with. Oh, my favorite joke, you know, when someone comes up to you in a bar, man, and they say, where have you been hiding all my life? You say, if I told you, 
I'd have to find a new hiding place. <laughs> I, don't what, uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Just means just be your own person. Get out in the world. Okay, again, not relevant to the show. <laughs> Completely irrelevant. It was a great joke. Um, okay, well, thank you for being my best friend. And you know what? My husband thanks you too. Oh, welcome home.